everybody it is dave and jeff it is april 12th 2021 man oh man <laughs> what a couple of days huh what, what a couple of days which in this part town. which part you going with there's only one fucking thing that matters in this town shithead okay wake well, up and fucking pay attention you, are you sure because man i flip on other shows and i hear about some crazy shit oh what'd you hear i hear i can't even remember which shows none none had to do with the masters or the musgroves no hitter but really? sh- shit like the nfl draft and sam darnold and i'm oh, like and these are local shows god and i'm like are you fucking serious? It's the first time on there since Joe Musgrove threw a no hitter. You've waited eight thousand two hundred and six <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah. You fucking dumb shits. Does anybody have a program director anymore? <laughs> Fuck no. Good the, God. The, the program director at ninety seven three runs the board. That's all they got to say about that guy. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, holy fuck. That would be like that's the equivalent of Jace Tingler being the bullpen catcher. <laughs> right. Yeah, it would be. It would like, be. hey, Jace. We know you're out there warming up Drew Pomeranz, but do you have any thoughts on that? What? Do you have your lineup together? Yeah. They're waiting for you. Yeah, they're waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Dude, speaking of Jace, what's the deal with him and the son? Dude, I'm, Ted Leitner's like, hey, kid. Holy fuck, dude. It's like, I'm like, you're playing indoors, basically. What's the deal with you and the son? Uh, we got to go back to Friday. Okay, let's go. This is a crazy story to me on so many different levels. Friday afternoon, I get a message from my son, Jack. Okay. And he said, hey, uh, your brother, uh, his uncle, reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to go to a high school football game tonight? Do you want to go see Cathedral Catholic in Lincoln? Yeah. And I said, so he goes, hey, Chris wants to take me to this high school football game. He said he can get me in, and we're going to be on the sidelines for the game. Usually, you and I would be hanging out, but do you have any problems if I meet, uh, if Chris picks me up? <clears throat> I said, no, that'd be great. And he goes, yeah, Chris sent me a funny text message. He said, hey, if your dad tries to use the Padre game as an excuse, tell him there's 150 more this year, and nothing's going to happen tonight that we need to see. So I started laughing and go, okay. So, Dave, we go to Del Mar, and uh, of course, like with any high school game, you can't get in. It's only yeah. families right now. So my brother is all upset because he feels like he let his nephew down. He did. But I said to him. <laughs> what part did he not let him down? Yeah. I said to him, I look at my phone, and Musgrove's got a no-hitter through six. Yeah. So now my brother wants to sit in the parking lot and talk for 20 minutes about how he thought for sure we could get in. And I said, nobody gives a shit. We're going to go try to catch the end of Musgrove. So we got home and saw, I mean, listened to Agler and Junior yeah. for the seventh, got home in time for the eighth and the ninth. My brother texts me again. <sighs> Man, I'm really sorry. Oh, my God. I go, do you know what just happened? How about getting over it? I go, do you know what just happened? I go, if we would have missed this, I would have hit you in the head with a clay pigeon. I go, nobody gives a shit. Costa went to Cathedral Catholic. We're fine. But I will say this, Dave, and, and my buddy Scott King, who I've probably watched more Padre games with than anybody, sent me the funniest text message on Saturday. He goes, uh... He goes, do you want to hear a fucking story? 
He goes, last night I go to my buddy's house across the street. We're drinking beers in the garage. I'm not paying attention. He goes, I come home, and there's 37 fucking text messages from my brothers. He goes, I didn't see a fucking pitch. you got to be shitting me. Guy who's watched more Padre baseball with me than anybody. Big fan. Big fan. I mean, dude, how do you not pay attention? I got to tell you, man, we have seen a lot in this town. You and I have been lucky enough to be out there for a lot of fun things. Yes. Right? Yes. Watching the end of that game with my son, Jack, and soaking it all in. Fuck, Dave. That was about as cool, as awesome as it gets. Are you done? I, you know what, asshole? Maybe I'm not. Okay, let's hear you finish up. Yeah, I'm probably done. Okay. That's the saddest thing I've ever fucking heard in my entire fucking well, life. Well, nobody cares what you fucking uh, well, think. Well, they the obviously guy- do. My name's on the show. And I'm here, and you're going to listen to what I have to say. Oh, let's hear your bullshit. This will be really interesting. First off, I love tonight how all of a sudden you were such a Joe Musgrove fan. Dude, I played it. Did you see my tweet? I I said it to you last week. We played the clip. No, let me hear it. Well, I want to play it. If I play it now, it's going to fuck up the whole broadcast. I, I literally tweeted it out because I took it out of the show from last week. Well, last week, what about when you had David Price as the number three starter a month ago? That's true. I still can agree with that. Okay. Oh, I'm saying Price would have thrown a no-hitter, too, against okay. those scrubs in Texas. <laughs> okay. What a worst fucking lineup I've ever seen. they that fucking game in an inning and a third. The only lineup they're, they're worse than is the fucking Pirates who they play today. Holy shit, dude, is that Pirates lineup bad. All right. Here's what I'm going to say. You aren't going to like it. Okay? I no, went over with Bernie cares. Wilson today because he was talking shit to me. Okay? Yeah. You... Bernie and that asshole Steve Woods are fucking cult leaders that are going to get me stabbed. <laughs> I'm going to end up stabbed right Good. in that fucking Tommy Fam kidney area just because of you dumbasses fucking Good. starting fires all Why over town. Why would you think I didn't like this? I like everything you've said so far. So I good. haven't gotten to my point. No wonder you like it. Oh, I said to Bernie, this fucking town. Yeah. I go, everybody losing their mind that this is the greatest sports moment in San Diego history. Do you agree with that? No. Is it top five? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it top? What, what's better? Let me just give you that. Mm. What What's better? Well, I mean, Chargers beating Pittsburgh, going okay. to the Super Bowl. I think. Um, Your two World Series appearances yeah. have to be better. It's a team yeah, game. It has course. to be something that the team did. Yeah, of course. Is it bigger than Tony Gwynn's 3,000th hit? Um, No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Dude, I'm calling Tony Gwynn Jr. right Go now. Go ahead. And it I'm going to hold your arms back while he punches you right in your fucking face and knocks a water bottle right out of your hand. My teeth. Yeah, it's bigger than that. Okay. Now, let me point something but out to you. But not by much. Okay. Not by 20, but sure. Is it bigger than Garvey's home run against the Cubs? Oh, that's a great one. That might be number one. That Garvey no. home run has to be one. They lose the series. I mean, the Garvey home runs in there. Yeah, it made the Padres I, relevant for the first time. Yeah, the Dennis Gibson play. But no, yeah. Musgrove's in the top five, okay. for sure. Here's my point to Bernie. Where'd Bernie put it? He he didn't, I didn't ask him that question. Why not? Were you scared? No, because he immediately yeah, took were. my side when I made this point. No, I'm not You're afraid scared. of Bernie. Bernie's not coming out of his home in El Cajon to fucking throw a punch. He's okay? going to fucking run you down. Bernie fights every fucking day just going to Petco to watch the Padres, even when they're good. He's fucking had it with this entire business. I got to think about where this is. Yeah. I want to know. Three. Where does it rank? Top three in San Diego sports history. Yeah. Top three. Okay. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't. It's better than the Bavacqua home run. Sorry, Dirty Oh, Kurt. my God. Sorry, Dirty Kurt. Do you want me to hold your arms back again? 
watch a 71-year-old man come here and punch <laughs> you in the face. I love Dirty Kurt. That's top 10. Yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. This is what, my point. Okay. How many teams are there in Major League Baseball? 32. There are 30, you fucker. 30. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm just pissed. All right. Why do ahead. you do that to me? 30. Fun. 30. There's only one league with 32. It's the NFL. Ah, oh, that's right. Fuck. I listened to local sports talk oh, Jesus. Today. All right. Okay. How many teams have not thrown a no-hitter? None. Exactly. So let me tell you something, you fucking assholes. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everyone that fucking wrote horrible things to me over the weekend. Good. Every one of you dicks. When you graduate high school, okay? Yeah. And if there are 733 people in your fucking graduating class and you're number 733, it's not a big fucking deal. It is a big it deal. It is not a yes, big deal. Yes, it is. You accomplished something. Everybody did it. Lo- and you no, were the last one to accomplish it. There's plenty of guys that didn't graduate it's, high school. It's sad. It's sad. No, it's not. You were the last one to the party. As a matter of fact, teams have done this numerous times. Okay. I'm but just not saying this there, team. there are teams now like. Now they've got one. They got it's one. It's been held over their fucking head forever, uh, and now it's not held anymore. And you know what? Fuck and it face. doesn't mean jack shit in the grand scheme of baseball. In this town, it does. In this town, it does. It was great. That's what's sad. In this I, town, it does. Why are you such a miserable fuck? Because I'm telling you, you celebrate the dumbest fucking worthless thing. A no-hitter? Oh, my God. Even the Mariners, who have never been to a World Series, of multiple no-hitters. Well, good for them. You ever been to fucking Seattle? No. What does that have to do with anything? Is I've had a cup of coffee. to celebrate up there. I have a Nirvana CD. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I got go a to TV. fucking town. Realize they don't celebrate anything. They're the going most to miserable Seattle. group. That's not true at all. They got the Seahawks. Oh, fucking they got deal. some soccer team. I don't even but know what the fuck they are that people fucking freak out on. I don't know. The Pacific United. Oh, my God. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, it was the last great. one of the party at a 30, and we're going to lose our motherfucking minds. Like, it's honestly God. People say it's the greatest moment they've ever seen. People cried. One guy tattooed 8,206 on his fucking arm. He did not. He did too. Giant, would, off from his wrist to his elbow. Why would you do that? Exactly. Now, if I did that, what would you have said to me today? I would have said, you that fuck. looks good. And then I would have <laughs> laughed. Then he would have taken a picture and then yeah. rat fucked me on Twitter. Yeah. Look at this dipshit. Look, it is, here's the cool thing. It happened to be a San Diego guy that yeah. did it. And I know for Padre fans, they just wanted it out of the way. That's the right. biggest accomplishment. It's out of the way. Right. Now, the only thing still standing in the way is a World Series championship. Sure. But as far as the, the cycle was ridiculous, and it sucks it was Matt Kemp. That's in, what I was just going to say. In Coors Field, former Dodger. That hurts. But you've got two. Myers yes. has one. So and, you, you can my, look at that and go. I got it. But there's only one first time. Like Musgrove will always be known as the first time guy. The best thing it. about Musgrove doing it, he was a San Diego guy who grew up loving the Padres. Yeah. That's the best thing has, about the story. I tell you what, man. Jesse Agler was so goddamn good and on the radio. Ted got fucked. Fucking Ted. I said, don't, if you see Ted, don't ask him about his week. Oh my God. You kicked him right in the nuts and he saw your tweet. Fucking guy falling down. Oh my God. God damn. He saw your tweet. Did you feel bad that he saw your tweet? No. Why? Because you know it had to kill him. It had to kill him that he wasn't the one doing it. He said he had a great time. Of course. And Jesse, Jesse got a beautiful text from him. He's. If you're Ted, though. Okay, after Ted sent that text, how far do you throw his phone? If after he pushed in, you know he gunned that bitch across the diamond, like across the room like Kenta Colfi, sidearmed that bitch right into the wall. 
Probably had to get a new phone on Saturday. I didn't text Ted. I didn't text him and go, ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> kick in the pants. Look at you. No, how do you know he saw my tweet? Because he responded to to yours or mine about the same thing. Like, I commented something on it and go, man, poor well, he, Ted. He wouldn't know you if, and he, then, if you were oh, walking he, he by He responded to it right away. He goes, I'm, I'm 100% happy for the Padres and for Jesse. He had to say all the right things. 41 years? 41 Jesse's years. Jesse's not even 41. <laughs> Jesse wasn't even alive. And in week two of the new guy on the job, he calls one of the greatest moments in Padre history. Uh, I texted our pal. I did not text Ted, but I did text our pal Agler. Okay. And I told him, I said, dad to dad, let me tell you what you do. I said, you contact 97.3. And I said, you get that entire fucking game on a CD. And I said, you put that CD up on the shelf because 15, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, he's got a son and a daughter. And I said, knowing that their dad called a no-hitter and you have it, they're going to freak out. And he wrote me right back. He goes, you know what, man? I love that idea. And he's like, I don't even have a CD player, Jeff. Well, that's what I told him. Business. No, that's what I told him. I said, who knows what the hell the technology will be in 30 years, right? But I said, they'll figure out a way to play it. And I said, get it. Get it for your kids. Get that entire game on CD so you have it. Cause that, somebody told fucking Jerry Coleman in the 70s, you get that Randy Jones put on an eight track and you fucking play it. Yeah. On reel to reel. Fuck, at least reel to reel would be good. But yeah, I texted Agler. Yeah, Agler's and, a great. And he goes, uh, we were texting back and forth. And he goes, how you doing? I go, dude, this town's buzzing, man. I, I tell oh, you, yeah, what, it was. I thought Jesse's call was great. Fucking Orsillo was so good. They both were great. What an incredible... And for those guys doing it from uh, from Petco Park. Yeah. And I think it was our friend Dave Marcus who did the video of Jesse calling the final, uh, the final out. So good. But what's really funny on that is if you go back, I retweeted it. I know a handful of other people did. Go back and turn the volume up on that. Because if you turn the volume up, on Agler's call, Orsillo's like two boxes to the right, and yeah. you can hear Don screaming right? in the background. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, man, that's fine. But super excited for both of those guys. It, no, really good dudes. I do feel bad for Ted. As much as we joke around, of course I, do you feel, do. I do feel bad for Ted. I mean, Eight you, games, you honest, honestly, you feel bad, right? Of course I do. Eight fucking games yeah. in the year when you're out? Yeah, it's like equivalent of, of playing a, uh, uh, basically a, a, a slot machine for fucking like four hours getting up and watching someone sit down and win your money. In eight pulls? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> right? <laughs> you go, fuck. I mean, we've always laughed about Don Mattingly because yeah. Mattingly got out right in what, 94? Well, well, Mattingly completely got fucked he, because he joined the Yankees in 82. In 81, they were in the World Series. Yeah. Then he's done as a player in 95. And, and then they win it in 96. 96. And win it again in 98, <laughs> 99, and 2000. And he missed the postseason all yeah. the way through, basically. Yeah. Hey, fuck. <laughs> hey, fuck. Life works weird sometimes. I, um... Funny thinking about it, right? Like, I thought the Union Tribune did a really, really cool job. Did you go out? Oh, you get the hard copy delivered anyway. Yeah, get the hard copy. And here was uh, a crazy thing. Unlike that fucking bootlegger, Pete in Point Loma, <laughs> who tried to claim 
getting out of his house in Coronado. Oh, I ran down and bought another one. Wink, wink. Sure you fucking did. Took 75 cents out of his lovely wife Carol's purse and shuffled down right down there at 9th and Orange and just emptied the rack and hoped nobody saw him do it. But sure, sure, sure. You put you put $3 a quarter. You called Pete a bootlegger. He's a fucking <laughs> bootlegger. So I go out because I'm excited. And like I've said in the past, yeah, And then I love that Pete gets it, and he's got another one that he's drawn all over the fucking sports page because he's pissed that the EPL listings aren't in there. Completely ruined the paper. Like, I know a bunch of people wanted to get it, and Pete's all excited. And then he's tweeting out pictures of him highlighting and stupid shit. Just ruined the paper, right? So, uh, yeah, I subscribe. I get it at home. So I go out in the morning, and it's like 8.30, and my paper's not there. And I'm like, holy fuck, the one day I want the paper, and it's not here. And every day the guy's Somebody at Somebody steal my, it? Well, I didn't know. But every day the guy's at my house by 7, 6.30, 7 o'clock. So you could call the paper, and it's just all automated. Yeah. They'll send you another one. No sooner do I hang up the phone that you heard. paper's on my step. I go, oh, I go, well, fuck. They must have been waiting for my call. That's so, exactly it. So I get that one, and then like 45 minutes later. Cool. Yeah, so I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm keeping both of these. Good. I overpay every month for this fucking paper to get here, supporting Bryce and AC and Jay and, and everybody else. But yeah, I ended up with two of them. So cool. it was, yeah, I thought they did a great job. I really did. I thought they did a great job. But Dave, when you look back at so many guys <clears throat> that had been a part of it, Right, Ash. Ash had one into the eighth. Fuck, I forgot they had one. Chris Young had one. Chris eight and two thirds. Yeah, Joe Randa fucked him. Fuck it, God, you forget that was eight and two thirds. Like I remember that game being in the ninth, but yeah. I forget he was one out away. Um, yeah, I think any. I, I mean, Ashby on a personal level would yeah, have been, been amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I would have loved it. Uh, Chris Young was cool. But, dude, when you hear that story, and like I was saying, Agler told a story on the radio that when Musgrove was 18 or 19, he got a tattoo of a baseball with an interlocking SD on it. Yeah. And his mom said to him, what are you going to do if the Padres don't draft you, right? And just knowing his dad's history with that team, knowing how many games they had gone to, I remember in his first start there was a great picture that Mud has because Mud's such close friends with the family because yeah. they have the place out in Alpine. Fuck, Dave, it was great. And you know it because it's the one thing we've said so often. Man, this town embraces their own. They absolutely embrace their own. And while it would have been cool for Darvish or Snell or Pat, right, Paddock, Bennis, uh, Peavy, bunch of different guys that have come. Bruce Hurst, right? I mean, just think about different. Randy. Fuck, man, there was just something about that, the entire story the other night, that I thought really did make it incredibly special for somebody who's lived in this town a long, long time. All right, so I'm going to ask the question that I saw so many people doing on Twitter and Instagram. Did you cry? I did not cry. I did not cry, but I will tell you this. Now, I wasn't as embarrassing as Steve Woods. Oh, my God, dude. I tell you, Lisa Ann thinks Steve Woods blows a lot of guys. Well... Now, Joe's been a regular... Yeah, she said that to me, too. She... 
Joe has been on their show a lot, right? Joe's been on their show a lot. But him screaming like a maniac while Bo's five feet away looking at his tablet. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he does it in school. (laughs) But I texted Steve yesterday. (laughs) I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And I actually owe Steve an apology. Really? A sincere one? Yes. Oh, fuck. Because 95% of the shit we do on this show, especially about him, is busting his balls. Oh, exactly right. 100%. I was teasing him a couple of weeks ago going, you and I were, fucking around going, hey, when's he going to get Boa haircut, right? Yeah. Because my son Cade, when he was little, had uh, hair almost as long as Bo's is right now. And I remember as a dad how much... That used to piss me off when people would say that shit to me. So I'm busting stones. Fuck, I didn't realize there are people that are they actually. Oh, that is. It yeah, made, when he wrote it yesterday. Yeah. No, so I reached out to him because oh. I was like, I'm like, hey, dude, I sent him a picture of yeah. uh, Vita and Cade with really long hair. But I'm 100% just fucking around. Yeah. Can you believe the balls no, on that's people? Good for Steve for not throwing a punch. I tell you what, man. It, that kind it, of shit really upsets me. So I just well, want him yeah, to know of that. Course. I think he obviously well, he knows. knows. You're, you're not course, only a team Steve guy, but you're a team Bo guy. I fucking love Bo, man. So, but that shit just, yeah. I was like, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's horseshit. Let me give, uh, I'll give some advice to people who don't know, especially those who don't have kids. Kids are always off limits. God, if you cross 100%. the line about somebody's kid, man, you, you are the biggest asshole Who on the, the planet. Who the fuck has the balls to tell somebody as a yeah, parent? And that's ever. why it just, man, I love those two. I had a great relationship. I don't know Hannah at all, but she fucking cracks me up on yeah. Twitter when she when the guy from Primus Law <laughs> put a thing out the other day. And she fucking retweets it. That's my divorce attorney. You're like, what the fuck? She just kicks Steve in the balls all the time. But yeah, I just I saw that he said that and somebody asked him, Do people actually say that about Boney? He said, Yeah, about three dipshits a day. That's amazing. Can you believe no, the fuck no, that okay. dude? You're out of your fucking mind. Honestly, Who that pisses fuck? me off. You don't, yeah. you don't go after kids ever. So he knows that we're just fucking yes. kidding around, but in case anybody else doesn't understand that's one of our closest friends and we're just fucking with him. But God, I didn't realize there were people actually saying yeah. that. Maybe just get the kid a haircut. <laughs> Stop it. This is what you asked for. Fuck, dude. I'm getting my haircut tomorrow. For God, dude, for the first, like, real haircut for the first time in over a year, man. I hope man. she fucks it up. I hope dude. she shaves a big 44 in the side of your head. Oh, my God. I told Where uh, were you Friday night? I was here. I actually, I was coaching practice till about 7, and then I came home, I think, in the sixth inning. I yeah. was flip on Padre oh, game right away. by the way, we were, I just saw... You were at Cathedral Catholic, right? No, I wasn't there. On Friday? No, I was. Uh, we, we no, my my JV team was there. Oh, okay. Because I saw a couple yeah. of the guys from there. Yeah, no, my yeah, that's right. My JV team was uh, was whipping up on uh, the Don. They did. They did. Um, but no, I was I was at Benita Vista, and then I came home, and just like we we, I was at Patrick Henry today. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as I walk in the door, we always flip on the Padre game right away. Right. So I was like, holy shit! You know, I knew the Padres. I thought would win the against the Rangers, but I'm like. Is there a possible no hitter? You know, and then I was like, it felt different, Dave. It felt oh, different Friday. Be, be, and I'll, I'll tell you why. For for me, why I was like, shit, I think this is actually going to happen. 
I was teasing you when you walked in the garage about it should yeah. be the Rangers art, but the Rangers really have one guy that you worry about hitting and uh, getting hit off you. That's Gallo. Gallo and if he's sure. going to hit, it's going to be a home run. But you're like, well, Gallo's a complete Dave Kingman type guy for mm-hmm. people who remember old school baseball. He was either a home run or nothing guy. Yeah. And he would have had, what, a perfect game, right? If he didn't yeah. drill him. Um, but I was like, if you can just get by Gallo or just pitch around him just to get the no hitter, how great would this be? The craziest thing to me about that, and besides all the great things you honestly just talked about, is Kim was playing shortstop. Yeah. And Profar was playing first. Yeah. I mean, that's like a trivia question in 20 years of who was playing first base. Yeah. And well, fucking Profar. Like, that's yeah. one of those bets you'll win in a bar because nobody will believe you. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, it, it, it was crazy. Well, there were a couple of things. Like, in the ninth inning, when the line shot to Cronenworth. Yeah. Right? And and then Musgrove talked about the fly ball to right in the eighth. He talked about that. They, they were asking him, how many times were you nervous? But it's all, Dave, it's just the little shit that we take for granted when you're watching them moment. I don't know who the hell's responsible for the, the defensive positioning. The shifting, yeah. But, fuck, you had Cronenworth position perfect. Yeah. If he's five, six feet to the right... Yep. Right as we're facing him, his left, our right. Fuck, that's a ball that probably gets lined into the lined into center for a single. Yeah. But he, they had him play so perfectly, almost straight up. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It, it really go, is amazing. Yeah, that to me, I looked at and I go, that's really really great. Um, because yeah, I mean, think about it. The second out's a fly ball out. Yep. Third ball is a ground ball to short. Okay. Routine plays. But for me, when when Cronenworth made that play, I go, fuck, man. A year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, the fucking second baseman's playing much closer to first base as we're accustomed to, and that fucking thing drops in, and here we are again. Yeah. And when Cronenworth made that catch, I was like, holy fuck, this may actually happen. Yeah, I tell you, it's one of those things that I think, you know, obviously we take for granted, but you're right. I mean, those guys, you see them how many times during a game, take their hat off and look to see what the card says yeah and they're right all the time even when you see a a shift on a lefty batter or everything's to the right side and they pitch him outside and you're like don't pitch him outside and he still pulls it over there yeah and you're like holy holy fuck the guy who i I, who i wish had a chance to play with shifts because i honestly don't believe they would ever shift is tony Tony. Gwynn. yeah because tony could place the ball wherever he wanted I mean, they would honestly play Tony straight. No, you wouldn't move. No, fuck that. But you see it all the fucking time. No matter how good of a player it is, man, they shift like you wouldn't believe. And once in a while, a guy will lay a bunt down. Oh, be completely jammed or laid on a swing and knock it down the third baseline by accident. Yeah. But, but man, those, those shifts and those defensive uh, placements are incredible throughout Banger League Baseball. So Saturday, uh, next day, uh, my son Jack and I go to Bubs at the ballpark for lunch. We just wanted to do something. We wanted to go down. He was all in for WrestleMania, so I knew we were done from like 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock Saturday and Sunday. But I said, hey, let's get out of the house. So we went down to Bub's, and we're hanging out. And goddamn, Dave, the energy around Petco 12 hours later, even though the game had been played uh, in Arlington, it was still a blast. And just talking to... The security guy talking to the waitress were like, hey, were you here last night? Oh, no, but people that were here were talking about it all day. These guys were here. They said it was crazy. It would have been better if it had happened right behind us, but still pretty fun. And then 
we walked over to the Padres store. And you go in, holy shit, Dave, you can't believe the line of people just buying jerseys. Not now, not necessarily all forty four. Yeah, not necessarily all forty four Musgrove, but shit. If you yeah. bought that one, right? We joke about it all the time. Probably somebody back in the day bought a Joe Randa jersey. Oh yeah, Ernie. Ernie. Ernie loved Joe Randa. Now here's the crazy thing. Okay, yeah. I think a regular Padres jersey, like the team cut blank jersey, is about two hundred. Okay. And then if you get it customized, it's about another 175. Then you can buy the uh pre-made jerseys for about the same, right? 375. Yeah. Fuck, Dave, it was like a dry cleaner. You know, like when you go into the dry cleaner and they have that rack above yeah. and you're pulling your shirts. There were so many goddamn white alternate brown jerseys on that rack coming down as they were custom doing these jerseys all day long. But I saw something in the Padres store, and I, I don't know, I'm not going to bug Groupner with it, but somebody has to answer this question for me. As you come in, if you go directly back and a little bit to the right, there's probably about 75 to yeah, I'd probably say there's 75 jerseys there. There are a variety of colors. There's old school like the navy blue. Yeah. And then it's all three of the different colors from last year. All of these jerseys are two hundred dollars, but they've been pre-made, and the jerseys are twenty-six Glenn Hoffman. Really? Or Bednar. Dave, I swear they said. We consider these memorabilia. Please don't try these on. I'm wondering if those are fucking game-worn jerseys for 200 bucks. Now, again, would you rather... No, I'm not buying a goddamn Glenn Hoffman jersey. (laughs) I don't give a fuck who wore it. I'm going to get you one. Oh, my God. I'm going to get you that David Bednar jersey. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, but there's all these fucking jerseys of just the most random guys... I was trying to think of different players, but I was looking at it, but I'm like, fuck, you could pay 200 bucks like the old school Padre garage sale. Remember yeah. that? I can't imagine there would have been any reason for the store to ever make a David Bednar jersey, yeah. right? Why would you ever fucking even think you'd sell a Glenn Hoffman jersey? He, ne- he would never That played. must be why they're 200. <sighs> Man. Game worn. That, that's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine if the guy's sitting in front of you? Just had some random jersey. But I don't, like, for this run of the pods, no. But if I went old school 84 and you could buy a Champ Summers jersey. Dude, I would buy, honestly, I would buy the 84 Garvey jersey. Doug Goosh? I'd buy the eye chart. I would would buy the Garvey Brown one, the the number six one. I'd buy it. But they're not selling that for fucking. No, no, but I would say I've never, and I've seen a a couple people that have them. I've never seen one, though. I would buy one, though. Yeah. So uh, Padre's store yeah. was just fucking yeah. killing it. Absolutely oh, killing it. So well, look how well they've done since they've they've gone to Brown. Like yep. I, I don't know where I, I imagine Tatis is in the top five overall Got jersey it, sales. Right? I know number one and number two in baseball. I just don't know where Tatis is, but I, I bet you Tatis has to be in top five. Is Trout in there? 
Um, I'm not sure. I just know the number one and two because I was watching the Dodger game uh, this weekend. Mookie? Mookie is one, Bellinger's two in Major League Baseball right now. But yeah. remember, their their fan base is giant. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a giant fan base. So, it's, of course, they're going to be up there. And, hell, it's, it's so weird that Mookie, being a Dodger, hasn't played a game in front of the fans still. You know, he, yeah. he, he didn't play at all this weekend. He's still hurt with the bad back. And Bellinger's on the IL. But it's uh, very strange. By the way, here's a weird thing I heard this weekend. All right. We always talk about great shortstops, right? We always mm-hmm. talk about, man, shortstops have never been better. According to StatCast, who is the number one shortstop in baseball? Would oh. You, if I gave you five guesses, I don't think you would guess. No. I, I heard something similar about this the other day. Oh, fuck. No, I, I remember it was not Lindor. It was not Story. It was not uh, Tatis. No. It was... Fuck, I don't think it's Simmons from the Twins. No, it's not. Um, it's a National League guy. National League guy. Not Seeger. No, I don't think it's Brandon Crawford. Nope. <laughs> so I got to go. I just got to kind of think about different. Uh, sure as fuck better not be that dude from the Diamondbacks. You no, know what the fuck not. he was doing. Uh, I don't know. Who did the Marlins? Trey Turner show? is the guy. No shit. Trey Turner. Yeah. Oh, fuck. How many games have they it's, played? Uh, They've been shut well, no, down no, for no, COVID. No, 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 no. Over the last four years. This is a, like a last four-year stat thing. Boy, he's pretty special, man. And that's what they were saying. you know. And he's the fastest guy in baseball. Yeah. I'm faster that's than it. Billy Hamilton, Field. faster than Bellinger, faster than anyone you think is fast. Trey Turner's the fastest guy in Can't baseball. Can't stay on the field. Yeah. Well, they love him. He's about to get a giant fucking oh, deal yeah. is what they were saying. And it's crazy because, you know, obviously the Nationals had struggled this weekend and their record stinks. But you sit there and you go, they said goodbye to Bryce Harper, winning the yep. championship. Juan Soto is insane. I mean, right. crazy fucking good and only 22 years old. But uh, but when you look at what they have, they love what they have in Trey Turner and Juan Soto. That yeah. they think, hey, we can add a couple more guys, build around, and we're going to be right back in the World Series. Scherzer comes off the books in a couple of years. Yeah. Strasburg's in the early parts of that extension, right? Poor Scherzer pitches ass off yesterday, and the guy lost a ball in the sun, and the fucking Nationals blow it. Who they lose to the Cubs? Dodgers. Oh, the Dodgers swept them this weekend. Fuck. So, dude, I tell you what, man, it's just. I mean, we're looking up right now. Mike Trout two run homer. Is that his fifth of the season? God damn, something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's just. It fucking stats suck, dude. I hate this Bally's broadcast. The worst. I liked it for about ten minutes when I was here the first night, just because it looked kind of cool, and now just gives you a fucking headache on anything you're watching. But. Just to have baseball back right now is so good. And then trying to figure out what the pods are going to do. The the crazy thing is, too, with Musgrove, is Mud and Don alluded to it tonight, maybe it was Scanlon, that he felt pretty good pitching his bullpen. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, May have even been today. So there's Snell will go tomorrow. Darvish does tonight exactly yeah. what you needed him to do, which is give you a strong seven- after fucking Morihone goes down again yeah, with arm issues. But now the question is, like, what do you do with Musgrove on Wednesday? I mean, I guess it's the Pirates, and you could come right back, and right? say a win's a win, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, Joe, you know, as much as you say you'd like to save Joe for Is Thursday LA. an off day? I think no. Thursday is an off day. Uh, yes, Thursday is an off day for them. They, hold on, no, no, it's not. They play Thursday at 9 in the morning, 9.30 in the morning. Oh shit! Okay, so they don't have they don't have so Musgrove's scheduled to go on Wednesday right now. All right, so if he goes Wednesday, 
he would miss the Dodgers series completely. So you could go Snell, right? And now you could have Weathers. You could go Lamette. But shit, Dave, that that pushes him way back. You got to you can only you get you got to get him in by Thursday, right? You don't want to give him a yeah. full week off because that throws off everything else too with Darvish and Snell, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to pull the schedule up right now as we're talking. Um, what the fuck? Uh, so so the Dodgers, as we know, switched their rotation around just for this weekend. Yeah. Dustin May, they sat him out on purpose so they could get the Dodgers have an off day today meaning Monday when we do the show okay so the Dodgers you're going to see the Dodgers three best yeah great or, or they're three what they think are their three best I don't know if Kershaw even Kershaw's I think pitched 13 consecutive scoreless innings I don't know if he's still so is it going to be best. Bauer Friday it's going to be um I think it's Bueller Bauer Kershaw I cool. think that's that's the order they're going in all right I believe that's it but they did move it around on purpose they sat May out on purpose Interesting. So, uh, or maybe I don't know. I, I don't know the exact order. Someone's going to freak out. I gave you the wrong order. It could be Bauer on Sunday. I'm not sure. So it might be Lamette Friday. Yeah, that'd you, be cool. That'd be a shot in the arm, huh? See, you could go Lamette, Darvish, Snell. Yeah. Uh, if you're bringing Lamette back, to me again, now I, I got to assume Weathers is very close to moving into the rotation. And I also have to figure Mackenzie Gore is going to be up sooner rather than later. I, I just don't know. Dave, what more do you need to see out of Paddock, right? I, I'm with you. You know, you've you've been right on on this Paddock thing right since the season ended last year. I was done. You nailed it. This was the one thing that you have been more accurate about than anything you've said on the show is about what Paddock is, what you would do, and what he would be when he came back. You have nailed it. And when the time is to say goodbye. Yep. And you said, I'm about done <laughs> right no, now. No, I said last year I would have yeah. traded him immediately. But, but just last week you said, I give him fucking two weeks. And if he can't yeah. do it in two weeks, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, time to go. And Paddock again with another uh, bad start again last time out. So, yeah, Paddock's very, very frustrating. Okay, so Padres, this is a four-game series. The last game, for the Pittsburgh series, 9.35 in the morning on okay. Thursday. And then they play the Dodgers at home for three games, 7 5-40, 1-10 starts. So I guess Paddock, you get Paddock, you'll give Paddock this third start. Yeah. I think you go Weathers in the Maury Hone spot. Yeah. Right? And then you come back home and hope that Lamette can go and then uh, and then Darvish and Snell. Yeah. The, you know, the Padres don't have a day off until April 29th. Holy shit, man. They, that's a, I mean... The, the, here we go. To start the season, they've been very fortunate on teams are below average teams. Sure. But you have the Dodgers and the Brewers, Dodgers again, and the Dodgers the second time in L.A. is a four-game series. Yeah. And then you have two with Arizona at Arizona, and then you have an off day before you take on the Giants. It, that, it does get tougher. Yeah. I mean, I, I think right now, I think they would have liked to have, obviously, one of those games from the Giants back. Yeah. Yes. But, but other than that... Uh, and the Giants haven't played bad. No. It's not like you say, oh, the Giants suck. The the Giants are playing above what people thought they'd played so far. But I think overall, they've done really, really well. Yeah. Watching Eight and three, very well. Yeah, fucking, hey, how about this? We we were joking around on Twitter tonight talking about uh, Cronenworth and being underrated. Uh, dude, are you going to give Preller, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying baseball or San Diego, 
Like, Darvish was such a key to that trade. Yeah. Caratini's your number one catcher. He is. And remember, Nola wasn't great last year. Caratini's been great, and he's young. Yeah. He's I, not an old guy at all. I think the deal, though, with Nola that they gave him, that if, what you heard Tingler say, was that while the bat wasn't there, he had put himself so in on learning the pitching staff yeah. that they felt like he had kind of sacrificed a little bit of his own scouting of National League pitching. Yeah. Right? Coming over. Fucking Caratini, dude. Getting that guy thrown in. Only 27 years old. And I get it. With the yeah. Cubs, you got Wilson Contreras, right? And you probably, he's a backup. But when you read what Musgrove said the other night about the role that Caratini played in the no-hitter. Yep. And what you're seeing, what these pitchers are saying, Dave, I just go back to the lack of communication that they had with Francisco Mejia. They could not fucking get on the same page with that guy. And while Hedges may have been pretty good defensively, couldn't hit worth a shit. Yeah. Boy, man, I, I feel like we all got excited about Darvish. You got your fucking number one catcher in that trade, too. And it, I agree. That was a steal. Yeah. And and so now with Nola, who they love, and Camposano, right, who's your guy of the future, but I, I don't know. That I mean, it's a great problem to have, right? Yeah, absolutely. Capasano's only, or as, as Grant calls him, campy. He's only 22. Yeah. So you can go, but fucking Caratini, dude. It's just different to see a guy that takes complete command behind that plate. Yeah. No, no, it's it's been great. Eight and three so far to start the season, which you can't complain about. The team has done extremely well. They've done what they're supposed to do. As you said, that you wish you had one back against the Giants. But, just But so what? But yeah, I mean, overall, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think right now, let me think. I think they're second. You, there's a stat, a Jeff stat that he loves. He loves the run differential stand, yeah. stat. They're number three in baseball in run differential right now. Man, I tell you how crazy this game is. Which is weird. Your Minnesota Twins are number two. This game is so crazy that a lot of us, myself included, we're hopeful that they would find a way to make a deal for Trevor Rosenthal, right? Yep. Well, when we saw the money that Rosenthal got with the A's, I would think the majority of us were like, okay, pods weren't doing that. Man, Kirby Yates done for the year in Toronto. We saw that yep. opening week. And now Rosenthal done for the year with the A's. And you go out and you get Mark Melanson, who takes less money yep. to come here from Atlanta, and he leads major leagues and saves. It's five for five. Am I crazy? Does uh, Melanson or yeah, it's Melanson, right? Is Melanson, it Ma yeah, Ma Ma Melanson and Stamen? Aren't those guys? They look like brothers. They look a lot alike. <laughs> but uh, Keona Kella is outstanding, right? Yep. Pagan's been great for him. Pomeranz has been great. I thought Junior made a really interesting point tonight, talking about how unique the four guys are that the Padres have at the back end of the bullpen. Because he said often when you face a team. The guy in the seventh looks a lot like the guy in the eighth, That's and the guy the in the eighth can look like the guy in the ninth. And he goes, man, the guys at the pods have these four guys. Their repertoire is so different from the other guys that it makes it incredibly difficult for the uh, opposing team. We used to say this all the time. It was the Angels used to do it all the time. They'd pull a guy out that was a six foot six white guy through ninety six, and they'd bring yeah. in another six foot six white guy that throws ninety six. The exact same guy. So Adams gives up a run tonight, but after yesterday, Agler said the bullpen's ERA combined ERA was point eight. Wow. So they're probably right back over a run 
because they gave up a run tonight in the eighth. Adams did kind of didn't really matter when you were up six one to go to six two. But then uh, uh, Keone comes in, right? Pitches yep. the ninth, gets it done, puts one guy on. Fuck, Dave. How? When's the last time you had that? Where you had a bullpen that got extended like they did yesterday. And even last year or two years ago, it felt like the next day the starter would go two and a third, and they'd have to do it again. Darvish comes in tonight, cruises through seven, gets his first win as a member of the team, and you're able to just use a couple guys out of the pen and get so many of those guys a day off, especially going into, like you said, uh, a couple more games with the Pirates, but you want that bullpen as close to healthy as it can be because you have to figure Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those games are going to be determined in the 7th, 8th, and ninth, don't you think? Yes. Well, you definitely want to get the most from your starters. You don't want to get those guys all worn out in the bullpen before heading in again against the Dodgers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You need those guys to go but far. Musgrove going 9, Darvish going 7, big. Yep. Well, it's a good start to the week. There's a lot left in the week, but you're right. It's a good start. And uh, right now, as he said, Will Myers had a great night. Five, uh, five runs knocked in. Outstanding job. How do you, how do you explain that? I mean, that to me was a guy that two years ago easily was my most frustrating guy on this team because it just felt like he was so out of it, whether he was at first base or third base or center or right or left, wherever they put him, he just, dude, come on. I I don't want to, this seems really, really easy, but can the difference just be Andy Green? Can it really be that simple? Can the from green to tingler, or is it the idea that yeah, we went green to tingler, but we also brought in Machado and we also brought in Tatis and we've dropped you down in the lineup and you no longer have to be the face of this team, and we've improved the pitching and a lot of different things happen. But I, I'm just trying to figure out, Dave, like when he comes up now, for me as a guy that couldn't wait to get him out of town a couple of years yeah. ago. Now you go, holy shit. It's like a different guy. You go, he is a $20 million player. He, well, Yeah. Well, he, okay, so here's the deal. You look at that Padre team right now, and you don't have to sit there and go, Myers better fucking do something. I mean, look, Tatis is out, and the team is doing fine. Yeah. You know, and the team everybody knows is much better when Tatis is in. There's just so many weapons they have throughout that lineup that are outstanding. You still have Pham, who hasn't begun to hit yet. He's still struggling. You still have Kim, who's not – what you expect him to be, right? You didn't get, sign him to hit 185. You expect him to get better and better as he continues to see guys that throw major league level speeds. But overall, you know, even Machado's not doing Machado type things yet. But overall, man, this Padre team from beginning to end has, has been very good. So I, I don't know how much a manager has to do with it as far as maybe Andy Green was just tough, tough to get close to. And Tingler seems more of a hands-on, but Bochy used to tell us all the time because I'm responsible for maybe four wins a year. Yeah, and then but come, it's the come postseason, of it's about the, yeah. And, and you talk to guys who loved Bochy or loved Jim Leland. They used to say the guy just checked in on him every day. It just made it's a long season, and to have a manager come up and have a conversation with you every day just went a long way. Well, they asked Myers what the biggest difference is, and to his credit, he said we have better players. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean I we, we say it all the time. I think at any level, anyone who's ever coached will say players win games, managers lose games. You but, know, they don't put it yeah. on the players when things go to shit. It's always the manager. But now all of a sudden you look around and you go, fuck, man, that guy is a key component to the team. Yep. And you go, all right, so he's got this year and next year at 20. But 
shit, Dave, two years ago, I would have traded that guy for anything. And now the idea, can you imagine? And I'm starting with myself. If you got to the deadline and heard Myers was on the block, I think a lot of people would go, whoa, 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 for what? What are you getting in, in exchange? You wouldn't be 100% sold that AJ knows what he's doing? Oh, I would be. Okay. Yeah, I would be. But I think all of a sudden, a guy that was so incredibly frustrating for so long, all of a sudden has kind of hit his groove with this team, and it's fun to watch. When you look at your everyday eight guys on that Padre team, the only guy I'm guessing that you're upset fam. with is Fam, right? Yeah. Everyone else, you're like, I'm 100% yeah. fine with that guy being the guy, but Fam still has not sold you because he hasn't given you a reason to, to be sold. Yeah, I wouldn't use the term, though, um, upset. I wouldn't say that because that would imply I, – I just said it. With Myers a couple of years ago, you just didn't know if the effort was there. You didn't know if the guy gave a shit. Yeah, that's what was my feeling. I feel like when the team wasn't contending, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, and while we joke about this media, local media's love affair with Tommy Pham's intensity, I've never once felt like there was a time where the guy was jaking it. Yeah. But it just – Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Walking on and off the field. Guy's playing left field. He's walking to left field. Fam? Oh, no. Myers. No, I'm I'm talking about Fam oh. right now. You just No, said no, that. no, no, no. I don't think Fam half-asses it. No. And you were saying, is there a guy that I'm disappointed yeah. with? So, no. I, I Yeah, it's a drag because you'd like to see him. And remember, Chris Sello told us he's going to have a great yeah, year. Yeah, he did. And I don't like Ello being... <laughs> being right? No, I don't like him being embarrassed by being so blatantly wrong in his opinion as he's been to this point. Oh, my gosh. I'm cheering for fam because of my friendship with Chris Sello. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Hey, man, I I would love fam to be great because it just makes the team better. Yeah. It just – you I, I don't know. I Myers made me insane, and that's about the one time I can remember never cheering against a guy but just being incredibly frustrated by a guy. But I, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there's people that sometimes have cheered against players on your team. Yeah. Well, now, look, Ian Kinsler, we all said fuck you to that guy. That guy was a prime example, right? Fuck that guy. But but I don't think that happens too often. I think if there's people that openly yeah. hate guys on your team, that's a bad thing. I, I don't do that. So, no, it's been a drag that fam hasn't lived up to what we hope for, but you always hope tomorrow gets him rolling. Exactly right. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, another big Padre fan right there, has a nephew in the Padre organization yes, as sir. a pitcher. Dan's doing great things. Right now is the time you need to call Dan again. Tax season's right here. You got to ask Dan, what's going on with my money? Things aren't working out the way I hope they would. Dan can help fix you, and he can help fix that credit score. We talk about it all the time. Jeff mentions it every single week. But look, Dan is the guy that can help you also find your first home while getting you out of debt at the same time. Don't forget, tomorrow is Tuesday. It's Borrow Smart 2-Minute Tuesday with Dan Williams. Dan's number, I recommend you call him, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. So Dan has done an incredible job helping a friend of mine that was facing foreclosure and now working towards getting this friend into a reverse mortgage, most importantly, keeping him in his house, getting the equity to work for him, which is so great. I actually have a financial call for Dan that I need to make over the next couple of days because, Dave, I have a couple of credit cards, and like I said, following Dan's theory of borrow smart, repay smart, I'm incredibly happy that my credit score continues to be about 815. 
But what do you have credit card-wise in your wallet right now? If I told you, like, uh, you have a credit card? Yeah, I have, uh, have a JetBlue card. Oh, that's the one. Okay, I have two of them. Because what I do is I've gotten in the habit of I pay everything using my credit card. And then on Friday, I just pay off the cards from my bank, right? Because that way you get miles or you get money back. And so I feel like that's done a great job. But I've got one of these... Uh, Capital One cards that kicks you money back. Yeah. Dave, I swear to God, every three weeks, the fucking chip wears out. And I hate the card. It's just shit. So I've always heard people say you should never close out a credit card, right? Well, you shouldn't close out all your credit cards. Okay, that's fine. Because I've I've got a couple other cards that I never use that have a zero balance, but they're open. So I want to call Dan and say, look, I've got this Capital One card that for every thousand gives me back two fucking dollars. Great. I'll have to find a way to manage without the two dollars. But the card itself is so fucking annoying. How do I get rid of that one? And then I've got a Chase card because I'm never going to fly United again. How do I get rid of those two cards and not deeply impact my credit score and put them into a card that works for me. So that'll be my own letting Dan yeah. know, hey, figure out my game plan and then I'll call you tomorrow. But then the other thing I got to do is I got to buy a car. So all of those things are going on, but ultimately I want to buy a house. So you have to have your finances in order. Call Dan, 858-688-6813. Also, don't forget Brian Curry is that guy when you're ready to buy that home. Also, if you're looking to sell your home, the real estate market has never been more insane than it is right now. Recommend you call Brian Curry as well. Make sure you pick his brain about what you should do. So many people have the fear of missing out on a home in San Diego. Brian can point you in the right direction. Don't waste any more time. Call Brian Curry at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think you could ever live downtown? I mean, you have a backyard here, a garage, the whole thing. No. I'll tell you why. This is what I always think about why I would never live downtown in one of those buildings. If I go to the grocery store, all right? Yeah. And when we go to the grocery store, we, we spend a lot of money, about $600 a week. Like just sure. a shitload of money on groceries. And I'm thinking, I gotta ride that fucking elevator yeah. up and down, getting my motherfucking groceries back to my my place in a building, and that would be the thing that holds me up in my mind. The backyard really thing, funny. not that big of a deal. Okay, it's the grocery thing that scares me the most. We that's a really I like that a lot because uh, Jack and I had lunch, and then we were just we had like an hour and a half to kill. And so we were just walking around downtown, that whole area by the ballpark. And Dave, there's a place right there, kind of between Bubs and uh, the Padre store called The Landing. And you just look at this building. And I said to Jack, look how goddamn cool this is. And he said the same thing. He's like, man, can you imagine just kind of rolling? And, and the thing yeah. that I give those guys credit on, and who knows what the HOAs are or anything else, all of those buildings, even as you come up fifth into Bankers Hill and anywhere else, uh, they all have the most beautiful lobbies. Like they've all done, yeah. right? And uh, we have a friend who lives over at 6th and Ash, and, and that lobby is cool. And I was just saying to him, I go, shit, man, maybe that's the plan. But yeah, it's funny. Different things you wonder about. Anyways, no matter where you want to live, if you could see yourself living downtown, or like Dave said, 
If you're buying six hundred dollars worth of HGH and you don't want to bring it up the elevator, then get a house in Eastlake. No matter what you're buying, uh, Brian Curry can help you find the right place in the right neighborhood with that grocery store and the easy commute for the old man getting a haircut tomorrow. Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor's your guy. Look, we all know the weather's outstanding. It's warm even tonight. Taylor May Pools, how great would it be to have a pool in your backyard, knowing at any time you could jump in and cool off? Invite your family or friends over for one of those great barbecues. Again, he does more than just pools. He does entire backyards. Alan Taylor's your guy. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Live, a, uh, live right now in a condo, and there's a community pool. And it's so goddamn funny because you see people that are walking over to the pool. I don't care. I've been there two and a half years. I don't think I've, I mean, I've been out to the pool twice. Yeah. But a couple of my neighbors are like, oh, fuck. They're judging people. <laughs> I find it hysterical. I'm like, what do you care? Dad, these fucking guys going out there. Look at them out there bringing their goddamn pool toys. It just cracks me up. So I laugh every time because I go, well, I don't know. I've been out there. I think the last time we went was a year ago. It doesn't impact me at all. But. Yeah, if you have your own tailor-made pool in the backyard, you can determine who you let in. But shit, right now, Dave mentioned it. Boy, every day, all of a sudden, it feels like the San Diego summer is getting here quicker and quicker. Dave, driving down tonight, I started heading down at about 10 to 7. It was the most perfect night, and it's a Monday. Man, for any of you, think about how cool it would be. Fire up the grill. Get the tunes working in the backyard, right? You got the game on. Of course. And you're able to just hang out in your beautiful tailor-made pool. We would suggest going to the DaveAndJeffShow.com page. Click on the sponsors. Follow TMP on social media so you can see what so many of your neighbors have done. Man, what are you waiting on? Make the call. Your backyard will be the next one being featured. Absolutely. And don't forget right now, if you're looking for a situation where you're staying at home or you're looking to start a brand new website, fix the website you have. Kyle Pfluger can make things happen. He can make your life so much easier. It's worth giving Kyle a call. 619-500-6621. Again, you want to get on his schedule as soon as you can. 619-500-6621. Talk to Kyle tonight, and he said, hey, Jeff, pass this along to Dave. He said, do you know Jeff Bezos is currently worth $180 billion? That's amazing. And he goes, you know how it started? It started by selling books on the web. Yeah. And he goes, I believe right now that with the programs we have in effect, we can find all your listeners' ways on their road to the next $180 billion. I go, no kidding? He goes, hey, maybe it's 175 but why are we splitting hairs? I go, shit, I'm going to share that message. So, hey, if you're sick and tired of being held down by the man and you enjoy really good rock music, and you go, yeah, I'd like my website to make me $180 billion. Well, fuck, I guess you got to call Kyle. He's the guy with the answers. Let me know how it goes. Oh, my God. Kyle right now is like, I did not say that. I didn't even talk to you, you asshole. What are you doing? I know. I was gonna send Flugs a. Uh, there was something the Athletic put out today. Yeah, it said once again, or maybe it was Deadspin. Once again, the Cubs have forgotten how to hit. And I was gonna send that to him. Hey, Flugs, you see this? <laughs> Were you aware of this? I'd be like, Yeah, I am. 
All right. There is no guarantee. Disclaimer. I made up the entire last conversation. But he did say he can make you $2.4 billion. You no, go. he didn't. But he'll help you get your website better. Call him and tell him we sent you. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're I'm going nervous. April 12th. Here's one person who I was never a fan of. I okay. never understood how he was famous. And Joy what the Behar? Fuck. Tiny Tim. Dude. Oh, fuck. So Delmar, I tell this story all the time, that they used to have the legends yeah. of music, right? That's where the great Al Wilson came out, sang show and tell every year in his red jacket. How you doing, everybody? These are the, uh, <laughs> fuck, he was so good. But you know who they brought out that show to? It was the guy who sang in Agata de Vida and uh, like the tokens, right? Singing Lion Sleeps Tonight, all this shit. And then they brought that fucking douchebag, Tiny Tim, out. So I'm in Del Mar, and this ukulele playing motherfucker is in front of me putting a bet. Dave, his jacket. I wish I had a blue light because there were so many stains. I don't know if it was he'd been yakking Jesus. off on it, what he'd been doing. And that crazy stringy hair. I could have done the world such a favor if I just punched him right in the back of the neck. Like, <laughs> that weirdo. Fuck. He, he was a complete he was. fucking weirdo. No other way to put it. Um, Boy, I'm angry now. I've been having fun. I cannot believe you brought up that sick sack of shit. I'm going to say he would have been 82. 89. Fuck. What's he worth? Uh, uh, Dave Scott, like, what's he worth? <laughs> I'm going to say Tiny Tim is worth $174. Okay, this is going to ruin your night. $3.6 The fuck he was, yeah, dude. He right? had his ugly jacket. There's no way. It wasn't liquid. No fucking way. That guy did all his shopping in big lots. <laughs> all right, here you go. One of your favorites of all time, David Letterman. Okay, now we're back on track. Now we're right back on track. I'm going to say Letterman is, uh... ooh, this is going to be good. Yeah, I'm think gonna about say... it. Yeah, I got to do it. He's been off for a handful of years. Uh, That show started... I got to figure out. I'm going to say he's 76. 74. Okay. Uh, fuck, man. He made money. $240 million. $400 million. Wow. Yeah, how about that? All right. Ed O'Neill. John from Cincinnati. Ed O'Neill. IB's own. Fuck, who does IB claim more? Don Orsillo? <laughs> or, no. Oh, yeah. Ed O'Neill. Uh, boyhood friends with Ray Mancini. Is that right? Yeah. I was thinking of Sam Neal. Remember Sam Neal? I think he's in that fucking... Oh, wow. No, Sam Neal's not in. Dude, it looks like him. All right. Ed O'Neill, fucking black belt in jiu-jitsu, too. Is that right? Yeah. It'll fucking choke you up. Well, I don't know. He's old. Oh, he'll fuck you up. Uh, if Letterman's 74, I'm going to say Ed O'Neill is 76. 75. Fuck. 75. What's the difference? Uh, I think he made a little dough with Modern Family. Highest paid actor on TV during Modern Family. Uh, 80 million. 65, it says. Good for him. All right. Shannon Doherty. I uh, like her too. I'm going to say she's uh, 51. 50 years old. 10 million. 5 million. All right. It's all right. All right. Andy Garcia, last one of the night. Andy Garcia. Where the fuck's he been? Right. I'm going to say he's uh, 63. 65. 
And I'm going to say uh, $18 million. Close. $20 million. Good for him. All right, here we go. Five random questions. First one's going to be, do you plan on trying to get a ticket to see one of the games this weekend? No. No. No, I won't, but I'm going Doesn't to. Doesn't Woods have Sundays? Yeah, he and uh, I think he and Bo will go out there. Um, Bo went to the last one. It's your turn. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck's going on here? <laughs> you know um, who offered to uh, take me to a Padre game? Who's that? Nobody? Oh, you son of a bitch. Who I'm going to make that? you feel really bad. Let me I've seen Woods, I think, sits pretty far away. Billy? Oh, that's nice. I saw Billy this weekend at, uh, at Benita Vista. I saw Point, I don't even Point know. Loma yeah, he's, take on uh, Benita Vista in softball. And he's, I, go ahead. I'm, he's trying to come to grips with what we exposed about uh, no, he I know, right? He's on our side right now. Yeah, it shook him up. <laughs> his buddy's Why would he wa- take you? His buddy's, dude, he's a good guy. I even said to him, I won't even wear my Dodgers shit. He goes, dude, you can wear it. I would never do that to you, Billy. I would never wear my Dodgers stuff knowing Billy's the Padre fans are around you. Billy's a fucking legend. I love he that is. Guy. And he I has great seats right by home, right, right there, man. First level. That fucking Woods Rindle bullshit. <laughs> Out there at Gallagher Square. Good God. Dude, you get a fucking telescope when you come in. Calm down. <laughs> uh, no, I won't. But I will say this. The thing I'm incredibly excited about is uh, tickets for a future Padre game. And then we're going to do Angels. We're going to do Dodgers Stadium this year. And we're also doing very, very excited to go back and see Lake Elsinore Storm again. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. They're back in May. And my kids said, like, they're excited to go to an Angel game. They're excited to go to a Dodger game. But they're most fired up to go to the Storm. Really? Dude, minor league baseball. Who the fuck's on that team? Uh, I haven't even seen the roster. But the team here is finally good. Oh, yeah. No, this I, is why you focus on the team here. No, I know. I mean, they're obviously excited to see the pods. But, but goddamn, Dave, storm games, you sit right on top of the action. It's like I said, too. They got a chance to see a handful of guys down there uh, that went on and then played for the pods. So it's kind of fun for them. Who's the guy that you remember most? Uh, well, we saw Luke Casey. Okay, we saw gone. Gore. <laughs> We yeah. saw Paddock. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. All the guys we saw were gone. Jesus. All right. Here we go. Would you rather be the richest person in the world or the smartest person in the world? Oh, richest. Me too. I can hire somebody to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It wouldn't be you. I'd, I'd hire John Conniff. All right. Here we go. Would Don't you rather be... Hold on. Sorry. Would you rather go on a free, fully paid dream vacation? Okay. Or be with the, someone you love and stay at home. Oh, someone you love, stay at home. Okay, there you go. Would you rather create history or delete history? Oh, I like that. I'm a delete history. Yes, me too. How many things do I get to delete? Well, obviously, if it's your ability, your superpower, anything you want. Oh, bunch of fucking things. <laughs> first thing. You start with the Dodgers. First thing is Richie Garcia calls it a strike. Yeah, that's number one. Then the next most important thing in U.S. history is I save Abe Lincoln. Because I fucking take out that little scrawny, rotten tooth John Wilkes Booth. I just beat the shit out of him. I'd fuck him up. (laughs) Then the next guy I'm going to fuck up are all the guys involved, all 74 guys involved in what happened in Dealey Plaza. And then then the last thing I fucking do is is I talked to Dennis Eckersley, and I'm like, just fucking walk Gibson. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Fuck you. Would you rather have no taste buds or be colorblind? Oh, that's interesting. 
Uh, I think colorblind. Oh, me too. Fuck, most people are colorblind. Yeah, fuck, I probably am. What color are those A's jerseys? <laughs> White and blue? I like when the A's started off like 0 and 6. They call them the pathetics. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. All right, here we go. Last one of the night. This one I found most interesting. Would you rather be in jail for 10 years or be in a coma for 20 years? I'll take the coma. Me too. Fuck, fuck hard time. Fuck hard time. <laughs> hey, one quick thing. How about this? Story came out tonight. Uh, Paul LaDuca. Did you see this? No. What did that crazy fuck do there? Fucking Paul LaDuca owes Joe West $500,000. Joe West filed a defamation of character lawsuit against Paul LaDuca for comments that Laduca made about West and and Cowboy Joe won. No way. Half a million dollars Laduca has to pony up. Now I can tell, you know, Holy I'm shit. Su- I'm sure Dave that thing will be, you know, go back and they'll uh it's a fucking thing. What what's the term I'm looking for? That when you're upset with a decision, you get the opportunity you appeal. appeal. It. Yeah. yeah. God, I was mind blanking on appeal. But um yeah, I'm sure Paul will appeal it, but can you believe that? Think about Angel Hernandez. Yeah. He's writing receipts on all of us that have talked shit about him. No kidding. He's getting ready to retire, but half a million dollars, Joe West. Do you know what Paul said about him? I don't. Holy shit. But goddamn. Yeah, right now he stands to get half a million dollars, Cowboy Joe. Dude, that's ridiculous. I'm like, now I got to go look it up to see what the fuck he said about him. Yeah, for I mean, half a million. Joe West has, well, I'm not going to say shit. You better not. You're going to tell people you love that album he had? Oh, my God. Good God. Yeah, I don't know, but holy shit. All right, that's it. We'll see you back here Wednesday. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Chance for